Welcome to Let's Get Social with me, Philip Twyver, to the Curly Marketer, social media strategist and management. And me, Emer Duffy of Fit Social Media, your social media personal trainer. So if you're confused about social media or not sure what channels to use, well, we've got you covered on Let's Get Social. Ah, uh, spring is in the air, Emer. Gosh, you've got a spring in your step. What's going on there? <laughs> I don't know. I do like uh, I do like this month because uh, we're kind of we've we've left. We said goodbye to January, uh, mm. and we might be coming into the kind of the you know new growth. You know the plants, maybe the flowers. Maybe I feel like there's a new direction that I need to go to. You know, um, how much coffee? How much coffee have you had? This uh, year? I don't think I've had enough. To be honest, yeah. I, I'm trying to just kind of you know get everyone kind of g'd up you know with all, right, so. with all these new year's resolutions that we're trying to oh i'm not in. even going there you know my view on that <laughs> is anyway um actually talking to spring my youngest is playing an app called spring ninja now oh, wow. I, yeah you know i'm always dubious about what to let them on but anyway yeah. um it's four years plus so there's nothing ott i'm glad to say uh, for an 11 yeah. year old you know yeah. but the description is awful funny um i'm a ninja i'm handsome he wow. sounds like somebody I know, isn't it? Um, He's I, a ninja without a mask, is he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I cannot jump over five uh, cm. Not centimeters, isn't it? Um, centimeters. Yeah, it's a bit like me. Uh, my cre- <laughs> my creator wants me to fly high. That's quite worrying. And yeah. uh, he bought me an amazing, amazing spring, and I can jump like a cat. Wow! And, and what is the purpose of this app? I don't know, just to give you a, a feel-good feeling, is it? Yeah, she just laughs all the time. You can see her these like sniggers, and I'm going, "We laughing at?" And she's like, "Nothing, nothing." You know, um, I mean, like, I I think kids grow up so quick, so I'm quite happy that she's, you know, yeah. having something that is not kind of, you know, bigger mm. uh, like a teenager. Although some days I wonder. Yeah. Um, but so, listen, uh, I think I think I think you need to make a confession. This wasn't your youngest adult. This is you, Emer. You downloaded this app, isn't that right? And you dress up no. in ninja costumes <laughs> on the weekend and spring around <laughs> the countryside there in trim. Oh uh, well, I hope I can spring out of here because I know it's coming my direction, you know. So oh, I tell you, I'm going to give you that one-two kapow with this joke. Okay, all right. Okay, go on, Mister Ninja. Okay. Well, Emer, you know, now that it's February, you know, I kind of feel I need to up my game. And I'm thinking of starting a social media network for chickens. Okay. How much coffee have you had today? <laughs> not enough. But, <laughs> but yeah, I think this could be great. Now, listen, Emer, it's not going to be a full-time job. It's just a way to make hens meet. Oh, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, I, I, I even our guests think that's dire. But anyway, um, oh, uh, your online reputation is going to be in tatters here. But oh no. yeah, it's, yeah it in tatters but anyway, long before this yeah, joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting quite worried now. You know, um, but as ever, all I have to say is, if you find today's social media joke anyway engaging or worrying, more like worrying, um, my and you look, <laughs> yeah, it is actually. It, it um, is. <laughs> I would love more of them. Can I finish this? Um, You are in luck and you can catch Philip's previous social media jokes and indeed our other shows by hopping on to the Let's Get Social show podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, and of course the Dublin South FM website. So do go check them out. And if you're a ninja, you can spring onto the podcast on Podbean and 
by chance? Okay, okay. I, I think you need to sort of, uh, you know, maybe just call it a day here. I don't know. But we can't because we can't. today, no. thank God I'm not alone. We are delighted to have with us um, a very super interesting guest today whose expertise is in online safety. There you go. Wow. Cybersecurity, digital marketing and training, as well as being an amazing speaker. And I know that for a fact. And that's not all. Wayne Denner. I don't know if you guys have heard of him, but you're going to be super impressed. He's exceptionally knowledgeable in regard to online reputation and trust. And as a safety professional with international experience with clients within Ireland, the UK and the UAE. Wow. There you go, Philip. Fantastic. I definitely need to get Wayne's uh, expertise on my own uh, professional reputation after that joke. Definitely. Um, but, you know, with over 20 years digital experience, specializing in emerging trends within the areas of online safety, online reputation and user safety, e-commerce platforms, mobile marketing methodologies, consumer behavior and online engagement, Wayne is currently lecturing on the CAM CIM Diploma in Integrating Digital Media and Branding, Digital Marketing Essentials and Mobile Marketing for the Belfast Academy of Marketing at Queen's University, Belfast. So without further ado, welcome Wayne Dennard to Let's Get Social. Thank you very much, guys. Uh, very nice, kind introduction. Um, and thankfully, Philip, that joke wasn't as bad as I was expecting. So your online <laughs> reputation is safe. I like it, Wayne. A nice, a nice, I had got some mouthful in that bio. I tell you, marketing methodologies. Thank you, Emer, for giving me the hard words. <laughs> oh, I, I can see that wow. coming. What I'm not saying that. My jingle, I tell you. There was a whole low there. But Wayne, it's, it's great to have you on the show. Um, and I'm thrilled that an expert of your established credentials has put my mind at ease that that joke hasn't destroyed what reputation I had. <laughs> yeah, I always kind of get worried about our social media comedian here, but anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But, but listen, hey, did you enjoy the joke? I did. I did, <laughs> actually. Yeah, I, I, did have a, I did have a chuckle here. So or was it please. a cluckle? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boom, boom. <laughs> Yeah, I know, I know. God love me. Anyway. So, yeah, so I suppose um, we wanted to to talk to you about uh, actually a topic that myself and Emer haven't covered since we started the Let's Get Tosha show. And I suppose it was the whole area of building trust and in particular online reputation. Mm -hmm. So I suppose, Wayne, to kind of kick off the chat today, you know, how can a business start to use social media to kind of build trust and their online reputation? Well, as you guys know, um, what we post and what we share online influences people greatly, um, whether to buy our products or services or not. Equally, so does the, the user-generated content that customers, uh, other people who use our products and services, create and post online. So this somewhat creates what I call a little bit of a perfect storm. Uh, and when all of this comes together, it it increases your digital footprint um, right across the globe. Um, so a business in Australia or a business in North America or a consumer in Australia or North America can see uh, a little bit more and find out a little bit more about your business, your brand, your products and services. Mm -hmm. So really online reputation in a nutshell is the accumulative of what you have posted, uploaded, shared online, and also what others have uploaded and posted and shared online about your business or your brand. But of course, it extends beyond that. Your employees uh, have a, a, a great impact on your online reputation, positively or, or negatively. Equally does reviews, 
um, on the products and services that you provide. So all of this coming together really um, from a trust point of view can be very valuable for a business or an organization. So it is important if you're posting any content online to, to think about the impact it can have. And, and in some cases, it doesn't always get the response that you had hoped. Yeah. Um, and we've all seen examples where things have went wrong online as a result of a marketing campaign. Mm. Yeah, as you say, you have to know your audience and yeah. you have to be sure that it's going to, uh, you know, engage with them, you know. For sure. We've, yeah. we've seen the disasters with hashtags. Um, yeah. Uh, I can't remember, but you remember that the X Factor singer, Susan Boyle? Mm-hmm. Now, I, can't, I can't, but she had a hashtag. Um, I I can't remember what it was, but it basically, when you, when you did it, the hashtag, it looked normal, but it could have been, it was misconstrued and it, it basically <gasps> said something else. Okay. And, and it literally went, went viral uh, for all the wrong reasons. So, um, so not if they didn't do the research then. No, exactly. exactly. No, no. So like we, I mean, um, everyone's not sure like they go, Oh, like when it comes to online reputation, um, sh- oh, sure. Look, you know, they know me down the road. I'm not really that bothered, but you know, not everybody knows you down the road. And uh, can you explain why um, the online reputation of a business is so important for them? The online reputation of a business is is, is a trust metric um, for the most part, because um, if a business online doesn't have a good reputation, mm-hmm. the first thing people are going to do is go to Google, for example, and they're going to search yeah. mm-hmm. for products and services and whatever comes up on the first page of Google typically. And if we take the, the sort of stats around this, like 75% of people never scroll past page one of Google. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you are a business that's selling anything really, uh, you know, products or services, or you've got some sort of online presence, if you're not coming up on page one of Google, mm-hmm. then you've potentially lost opportunity. Equally then, if you have you know, results that are coming up on page one of Google that are uh, trust pilot reviews, um, that are reviews that other people have left on other review-based websites, let's say, that mm-hmm. you don't actually control, then that's the first impression that a customer is going to get whenever they search for your business or your brand. So -hmm. people always comes up in the search engines, influences people positively or negatively uh, to make a decision. And that is often a purchasing decision. Mm -hmm. So businesses really need to be thinking about what content is available online about them. Mm -hmm. And they need to own at least the first couple of pages of Google search engine results. And that's simply done by having your website online. That's done by having your social media accounts up to date, your Facebook, your YouTube, your Twitter, your Instagram, whatever else of those social media properties that exist, make sure that you have them all secure because Mm -hmm. they're the things that are going to often come up on the first page of Google. So again, that is is increasing your footprint and your foothold on that page one. But you have to continue to contribute to that. You have to continue to push out content and you want to be encouraging your customers who are buying your products and services uh, whilst you're providing a high level of service, hopefully in most cases, to go online and to leave your review on TripAdvisor or some of these other review-based websites that do have high demand authority Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's also going to increase your visibility on that first page of google 
Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm always trying to encourage them to get their uh, their clients or their customers to make sure you put, leave them a, a, a Google review, you know, and there's like you, you go into your Google listing and you have your unique uh, link then and you just send it off in an email or in a message or text and ask them would it be, it would be lovely to get a review and more times than not, it, um, they come back and go, oh my God, I didn't realise, you know, the power of having a Google listing and having the review on it. Um, and because I said, they'll go on, 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 likely on a laptop, they'll look up your business and they'll look over to the, the right and they'll see that, as I call it, like the postcard effect, you know, with all the bits of information. Yeah. And they didn't realize like um, how important that is, you know, because people will look and go, oh, how many stars did they get? You know, like, have you got mm. three, four or five? You know what I mean, Philip? Yeah, no, no, I totally agree. Like, I think um, like any clients that I would I would work with, you know, I, I always kind of ask a couple of questions like, you know, one, why, you know, do you know why your your customers do business with you? And mm. sometimes you get blank looks. God, we never <laughs> asked them, you know. And uh, and then the second thing is, which a lot of business, I think, I don't know what your thoughts are on, on this, Wayne, but uh, I always kind of feel like I kind of get so wrapped up into, you know, getting the product all shiny and all that, but they forget about maybe having the testimonials on the website, you know, having those, that user-generated content, as you mentioned, where people have, yes, fantastic service, I use the products, I'll be definitely going back. Because there is that kind of real sense of people that people will try and find people who are similar similar to themselves and mm. look at what they're saying and on the basis of what they're saying um, and their own research, then they go to purchase, uh, et cetera. Would that be a fair thing to say, Wayne? Yeah, that is. Yeah. And I always look at whenever you're buying anything off Amazon, like I nearly never buy anything off Amazon unless I look at the reviews. Like myself, totally agree. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's yeah. the first thing that I'll gravitate towards. And just like Emer was saying, you know, if you're if you're going on to Google, for example, and you're searching for a hotel or a restaurant or, you know, mm. some of those types of things, you're going to go and look at those reviews to see what experiences other people have had. Mm-hmm. But the thing about reviews is as well as you have to encourage people because as we all know, if somebody has a bad experience with your business or your product or your service, they're going to tell a hundred people. Yeah. The reality of it is if people have a good experience, they tell nobody unless, yeah. unless and that's so I true he, i hope he gives us a good review after this <laughs> e- emer was absolutely fantastic your man philip he was pants <laughs> <laughs> but it, like as you were saying philip about bad online reputation like you know yeah, yeah well i suppose like wayne uh, you know not to obviously state the obvious but for a business that may be listening here who kind of maybe kind of will say ah well listen if i got a a bad review, you know, who cares? But, you know, you know, bad online reputation, you know, both in the short and the long term, you know, it does affect business, you know, and, and like, what were you, Paul, what have you seen? So what would you have oh, thought? Yeah, it, yeah, it absolutely does. And, and there's no business that it doesn't impact. And I always say to businesses, you know, when I've worked with a lot of businesses over the years uh, in the UK and Ireland and also internationally, hmm. where they've had horrible reviews posted about them online Mm. and they've had negativity in the social media space and and they've had you know disasters when it comes to you know social media you know somebody posting something or a staff member posting the wrong thing Mm. and it's just went viral and a lot of that is really you know you're into your crisis communications there and and how you manage that and and it's all about firefighting and and that stuff but as i always try to tell people look nobody's perfect like Mm. you know 
we're all, we're not perfect. You know, your business isn't perfect. My business isn't perfect, you know, and there will be people who, you know, who have had a bad experience for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing to always keep in mind that this feedback is actually more valuable than you think. Mm-hmm. Um, some people look at reviews and, and negative reviews in particular as a bad thing. And they try and, they almost try and expunge them or they try to get them taken down or they yeah. they, they try mm-hmm. to get the, the poster to remove them and all this carry on. I think actually you're better to actually, you know, look at that feedback objectively and see where you can make improvements. Equally, you can look at where your competitor is making mistakes, where your competitor isn't stepping up to the mark and you can improve your service. I mean, this is wonderful data that didn't exist 15 years ago that we now have. You would have paid marketing research companies hundreds of thousands of pounds to go out and do this for you. Mm. Now we have it free. So I think we have to use this to our advantage. Um, Yes, of course, if there are lots of these reviews, then that's undoubtedly going to cause problems. But in the most cases, once you put a correct online reputation plan in place, you can manage a lot of this and you can mitigate against it happening in the future. So what kind of plans would you put in place? Like say somebody leaves, as I say, a ton of really bad reviews or even comments, you know, um, what would you, what kind of plan of action would you maybe do, as you say, to firefight, say for somebody? Yeah, well, the first thing you have to do is you have to be monitoring what's happening in the online space relating Mm -hmm. to your business or your brand. And, And, you know, there are various tools that you can use to do that. Um, that are very sophisticated in the sense mm-hmm. that they can, you know, they can listen to conversations, they yeah. can find influencers, detractors, all of these types of things. So you're really trying to pinpoint at that stage, you know, where are these conversations originating? Um, who potentially, if you can, are the people or individuals behind it? Mm-hmm. Uh, and is there a way then in the first instance that you can try and um, take some of the heat out of this uh, and maybe take the conversation offline? Yeah. And that's always a good thing. And what businesses sometimes get wrong is, and I'm, I would be guilty of this just as um, we all would, that you are emotionally involved in your business. Mm-hmm. And whenever somebody, I don't like to use the word attacks your business, but but that's that's what it can be sometimes. Yeah. Um, that seems like it's a personal attack on you. Um, and, and you can take that to heart and you can become very emotional in your response. So it is really important that you take the time before you respond um, and you respond in a in a way that's not going to fuel the fire any further. Oh, yeah. um, but you look for ways to extend the olive branch, uh, try to build relationships where possible, but try to get that conversation for the most part into uh, a more private um, environment, whether that's over the telephone, mm-hmm. whether that's via email or some way so that it's not it's not continuing to to build up in the online space. And again, last night, I seen something happen on, on Facebook, for example, where a local school in my area, um, one of the parents had a problem with something that was happening in the school. Um, and I seen this thread come up on Facebook and I was like, you know, like the little emoji grabs popcorn. Um, and I all was right. kind of going, this is going to kick off. Mm-hmm. And I put my phone down for all of 20 seconds and I went, picked up my phone and there was 95 comments Whoa. in the space wow. of a couple of seconds. Now that's a school, but you can yeah. see how quickly it can manifest. So yeah. Yeah. training for your social media team is really important at this 
this point that they they know what to pick up on. And not everybody is good at handling difficult conversations online. It is a skill in mm. itself. And mm. there is training that, you know, is so important for those people who are going to be in charge of your online comms uh, and making sure that other senior people within the organization stay away from it because oh, yeah. there's a likelihood that they can add more fuel to the fire should mm. they get involved with it. Yeah, they're going to go, oh, who do they think they are? Ah, I'm not taking this, you know, and, and and then, as you say, emotionally, you start to build and guild and get very annoyed. And then you're not going to, you're, yeah. you're going to maybe bring that person up, maybe not in the right mindset. Yeah, you can't really bring emotion into, you can't no. really bring an emotion into these things, you know. Like, obviously, you know, COVID it has affected so many businesses, you know, just like your own business, myself and Emers, you know, mm. all across the globe. And I suppose it has made many businesses now realize that if they weren't online or they weren't on social or both, that they needed to get on there because it still was a way for them to stay in contact with customers and to be able to use e-commerce to sell products. Um, I suppose now that more and more businesses are, I suppose, because of circumstance, are maybe going digital, um, is there any advice you could give those businesses to kind of maybe protect their business's reputation online, I suppose, both from a hacking nature, but also, and it's probably kind of leading on what you were saying there, Wayne, about maybe having a very clear social media policy, being aware that customer service now has already gone digital customer service nearly, mm. uh, if that would be fair to say. So um, just be interested to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, um, that's a great question because um, more and more of us now are, you know, going to social media in particular, Twitter, whenever mm. we have a problem. Um, mm. And just in the past couple of days, I, I've had problems with various things and and, and I've, I've reached out to Twitter, um, mm. to the customer service teams on these platforms to say, hey, look, this has happened. Um, you know, can you help me out? So gone are the days really where you pick up the phone now, um, you send a letter to somebody um, mm-hmm. or indeed you, you email a customer service department. Um, yeah. In fact, I know, you know, one company in particular that has a help desk and nobody mm-hmm. ever uses it. Um, everybody goes to Twitter. Um, yeah. So they've really been putting their effort in now to, you know, scaling up their, you know, their Twitter support uh, yeah. and they're, you know, trying to use some, some bots and things like that to, you know, sort of automate some of the responses that they get on typical questions. Yeah. So again, people want that quick response. So businesses have to be prepared for that. Yeah. They have to have a strategy in place ultimately, and they have to have people to be able to execute, um, whether it's from that online customer service. And, and it, I think it is a different skill because not everybody is good at it. Again, going back to the point that I mentioned earlier, handling online engagement is is a skill in itself. And, and I always say, people say to me, you know, whenever I used to deliver a lot of digital marketing training, look, I, I just don't get social media. You know, oh, the, yeah. kids are, the kids are better at it than me. Oh, well, yeah. the, kids, the kids may have grew up with it and they may have always had Snapchat and Instagram and Facebook and all those types of things. And that's fine. But the children, a lot of the times, and even the young adults and the graduates even coming out of university now, don't actually get it from a commercial point of view. Yeah. Um, they, they get all the fun aspect of social media and the internet, but they're not thinking about it as a commercial driver mm-hmm. for sales for to build business opportunities yeah and i and i was going to say when they don't actually know how to talk to the customer you know yeah mm. communication skills you know yeah it's key 
And that's yeah. that's what's key with with online reputation. It is you know being able to communicate effectively, mm-hmm. uh, be able to represent your brand, and making sure that you're monitoring and you're listening to those conversations online. You yeah. have all of the social media accounts secure that are relevant to your business. You have your two factor authentication set up across all of your social media accounts, so that you know if there was ever to be some issue in relation to, you know, somebody trying to gain access to your account, it makes Mm -hmm. it a little bit more difficult. And we've seen lots of, you know, examples of that happening where some brands have had their Twitter account, you know, and their social media account taken over by bad actors because there wasn't the correct level of security on the account. Mm. Well, I mean, you hear all about these celebrities, you know, and their their brands and, uh, mm. you know, um, it's been like, uh, you know, we've been hacked and blah, blah, blah. And you wonder, you think with all the money behind some of those big brands that they would have something in place yeah. that, as you say, the um, that would avoid that, you know. Um, and they don't. And yeah. it's most of it's laziness um, yeah. a lot of the times because we're all guilty of not practicing the correct digital hygiene. Yeah. 67% of people use the same one password everywhere online. Um, people don't use a password manager. Data breaches are on the rise. I was working with an individual recently within a company who had their email address compromised 3,450 times and they weren't even wow. aware of it. Jeez. So, wow. I mean, again, there, there are tools out there to be alerted when these sorts of things happen. Mm. Most people just aren't aware of them. So I suppose, again, just like the work that I do in schools with children and young people, mm-hmm. education remains paramount. Don't put your head in the sand, in other words. Yes. No, like it's so true. Like I literally, for the last four years now, I use um, LastPass. I do as well. Um, That's great. It has Mm. been fantastic um, because literally you can have passwords that are like 13, 20 characters full of Mm. every type of symbol. And then when you log on to any account on desktop or mobile, you it automatically fills it in. So there's no more having to remember. Guessing, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like so. Definitely, if business are listening today, um, and you haven't got a a password manager, like Wayne says, for proper encryption, yeah, get onto it uh, straight away. It's essential, absolutely yeah. essential. If you're not using a password in you know 2021, you need to be using a password manager because it will make yeah. your life so easier. Yeah, and absolutely. you know what? Save you a lot of time because you know there's nothing worse than sitting there going, "What was that again? Oh my god, yeah. I've been locked out, and I've got to go back in an hour. They're going to let me back in and yeah. try again." You know, yeah. um, that's yeah. very stressful. Um, yeah. Now we've been talking about the negative side of reviews. Um, when it comes to like you know you you know business people are out there and they're like you know they're so busy with their you know every other aspect of their business, Queen. What would you suggest to anyone that listening today is how would they leverage, you know, a positive review um, or range of reviews? I mean, what would your uh, advice be? Well, I think the first thing that people need to do is if you're running a business is encourage your customers, as you already mentioned earlier on, Emer, mm-hmm. um, to to leave your reviews. Um, and in some cases, you may have to reach out to the customer. You need to follow up with the customer and you need to ask them for a review. Mm-hmm. Um, again, if you've got a smartphone um, in your premises, which most of us do now, you know, mm-hmm. while that customer is there uh, having a good experience uh, or, you know, even get them to shoot a quick little video, get them to send them into you. You can pop it up on your website. 
You can, you know, repurpose this content through social media channels. And again, people can see these reviews coming out. So you're not always trying to sell your products and services all the time. You're showcasing the the, the level of customer service that you provide. And that's, that's spreading through the social media world and people yeah. are seeing that pop up on their news feeds. Mm-hmm. So that's always a good thing to do. And I think we need to encourage more of that. I Even think the going- Ar- I was going to say, when the Irish, us Irish are not like good at asking for reviews. And then you, when you get a review, you're kind of going, oh, I'm not going to show off. I'm not going to put it up. Other people mm-hmm. think, oh, who do they think they are? You know, do you know what I mean, Philip? It's like, yeah. Especially if you're in a service, it's different. Like if you're baking cakes and you're making cakes and they're they're lovely. <laughs> I would, sorry, Wayne. Like every episode, the way I do a joke, Emer tries to get baking into the conversation. You know, she can't bake. Well, so. no. The reason I started this, Wayne, was because I I am um, used to do when I was doing presentations about like Facebook optimization. I was trying to think, how do you make this really interesting? Because you can't really see it. You know, well, you know what I mean? Like there are people going, oh, yeah. optimization is such a big word. So I just said, it's a bit like baking a cake. You want to have the right ingredients. And that's how it started, Philip. And it has there never ended. <laughs> never ended. Constantly going, so, you know. So <laughs> Sorry, sorry. But anyway, um, people love cake. You know, why not talk about yeah, it? I know. But anyway, you know. But no, you are, you are a rising though. Um, a lot of businesses, I think, do hide their light under a bushel, as they mm. say. Um, because yeah. I have seen some business, Irish businesses, and they're even, there might be small little accountancy consultancies. Um, I've, I know one um, insurance pensions broker who was really good of uh, posting as Twitter posts um, new trust pilot reviews he gets, you know, and he, he thanks the individual online. Mm. But it further kind of leverages that his, I suppose, his expertise and mm. thought leadership in his area. So I think, I think because we've definitely all seen, like I would, I, I was so on par with you, Wayne, when you were talking about Amazon, like, you know, Christmas feels yeah. like it's, it's been years ago since we were talking <laughs> about Christmas, but, but for, I did all the shopping as Emer knows on, on Amazon and literally, but even for my business, when I'm say, when I was buying equipment, like microphone to the, to the radio show, if I was buying a webcam, first thing I do was check, first of all, how many reviews were on the chosen product. And then I go through the reviews and just find out. And if in the main, it was positive, it was sort of, it, it sold me. It didn't matter how great the description was mm-hmm. on, the, on the item. If the reviews were telling me this is the yeah. best thing ever, simple to set up, I was sold. I was sold. Yeah. I think as well, Philip, it's important as well for people to keep in mind that there is a there is a culture of fake reviews as well. Yeah. And Amazon has yeah. fallen fallen victim to this themselves, mm. where there were people, um, there were individuals going on and and competitors, for example, other bad actors who were who were leaving um fake reviews. Yeah. And Amazon has tightened up on that now um with the verified purchase. Uh, and you'll have noticed that um whenever you're going through your reviews on Amazon in particular, you will see that there is a verified purchase. So that review has been left by somebody who's actually bought the product as opposed to somebody who's just letting on that they may or may not have bought it. You you can't actually show maybe as a small business that you have a verified purchaser, you know? So, you know, the thing is like, if it is a good review, do you just sort of, like you say, put it up on the website and then maybe, maybe put it out as a social post, maybe? 
Yeah, you, you can. Um, I mean, that's one way certainly to do that. I would be taking it beyond that potentially if you can capture some video audio reviews. Mm-hmm. I think we're moving into a time now, and, and at least in, in 2021, where we're going to see a lot more. Twitter is rolling out now a feature at the moment for audio tweets. Um, yeah. That's going to be interesting to see where that, that goes. So again, encouraging your customers to to leave reviews in different formats, I think, is going to be the way we're going to see it move forward. Because we also have to keep remembering that not everybody wants to read. Some people like to watch a video. Some mm. people like to listen to audio um, in a podcast or in an audio format. So again, encourage the review to come from a, a place that the com- customer is comfortable with leaving it um, from. Mm, I totally agree with you. I think um, I think if you could get something like even a video testimonial from a from a customer, um, yeah, it can be so impactful. Um, like obviously there is the flip side of the positive review. A business, you know, let's say gets negative reviews, and I've seen so many businesses do different things. Just and I'm sure you've seen this yourself. Either the comment is ignored. Yeah. They've answered back with maybe, as as Dean was saying, maybe uh, some emotion, which is a no no. Mm-hmm. Like, how would you suggest a business should deal with a, a negative review? Um, and I suppose to follow on from that, is there ever a point when you've dealt with a review in a professional manner and someone comes back again to slate you? Uh, is there ever a point where you basically say, listen, this person know the community will see that this person is just mm. basically being a troll let's just say we've we've done a number of communications to ask them to take it offline how can we help um etc cetera, etc cetera. what would your thoughts be on that no that's a good question i think that you know businesses you know there's no point in hiding um mm. there's no point in trying to you can put in a lot of energy and effort and actually cost to yourself mm. um pursuing um to get to get the review removed. Um, the social networking platforms for the most part, and also Google, um, I mean, Google has a thing called right to be forgotten. Um, they, they don't really give a hoot um, at the end of the day. It's a hard road to get something removed from a social media platform relating to a review. Um, mm-hmm. It's difficult, it's challenging, um, and it's costly as well. So I think the best thing um, for a business to do is respond. Respond professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, again, take that emotion out of it. Um, and again, what what's always good to do, and it's going back to my days of you know teaching children and young people um, how to um, deal with bullying. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the, the act of kindness sometimes mm-hmm. is is often the best thing. Um, yeah. And thank that person because when you actually thank somebody for taking the time to leave your review, they, they, they're kind of almost shocked whenever they read the response that you're starting off in that way. Mm-hmm. You're not starting off with an aggressive tone. You're not starting off with, you know, how dare you, you know, say mm-hmm. this about my product or my service. You're actually thanking them for taking the time first and foremost. Mm. And then you're following on with, you know, uh, you know, you're trying to sort of drill down a little bit more to try and tease out a little bit more information about what happened. Um, I think before you respond again, you would want to have your own sort of um, analysis done, your own research in relation to what happened. Were you there at the time it happened? Was there another staff member involved? Could have there been a product a fault with the product or the service? these types of things so mm. that you have all your your ducks in a row before you um, you start that initial response. Um, there is a time where you need to leave um, responding um, and not every reply will require a response. Mm-hmm. Um, I think justify your position, um, accept responsibility where it's due 
um, apologize, I think is also really important. Um, But again, thank that person for taking the time to reach out and let you know and draw this to your attention. And also tell them that you want to make things right if there is that opportunity to make it right. Mm. Um, And that's where you're going to try and lead that person into your help desk, into your email or onto a phone call to try and take the heat out of the conversation. Because the reality of it is the more people, the more time that you spend replying to that online, the the more amplification that it's going to get and the more people that are going to see it and the more people that are eventually going to chirp in themselves. So you want to take the heat out of it pretty quick. You Mm -hmm. want to try and, you know, you want to try and cool it down. Um, And what you also want to do, which is often the piece that goes overlooked in the whole management of online reputations in particular reviews is if you solve the problem, Mm-hmm. you rectify the, um, the the problem, that it's important then to try and encourage that person to go and leave a follow-up on their original comment, uh, on their original review that, you know, I, you know, that this was handled, this was handled professionally and you want to thank the business for, yeah. uh, and, I, and again, that's something that you can preempt almost in your conversations with the customer. You can say, you know, and, and again, most people, like we're all, you know, we're all sort of, civil people here, mm-hmm. uh, we're, we're decent people. If, 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 if something gets resolved, we're normally happy and go, well, well fair play to them. That, that was decent. Yeah. And yeah. they did the right thing. And, yeah. you know, and, and again, it's going back to my point earlier on today, not everybody is perfect. Not every business is perfect. We all get things wrong. Every business that I've used ever, you know, there's always been something that could have been better. Um, but again, providing that feedback and then encouraging that person then to go back around and leave a follow-up. I so think that that's great what you were saying there Wayne. especially like you know people they go and leave maybe a review and then they're ignored and yeah. they nobody nobody's saying that makes you even more angry do you know what I mean it's like um and then you you wonder why your customer is angry you know you go well okay they left a review and we just kind of wanted to ignore it Philip as you were saying and yeah. uh and then sometimes as you were saying earlier like they maybe don't they're not aware they don't check you know, um, maybe they get so busy, you know, and uh, there are tools, there are tools out there, as you were saying, like I use like brand mentions would be one tool I would use. And um, I would recommend to some of my clients, I'd say like, do you ever go and Google yourself? Do you ever go yeah. and check? Um, yeah. What about yourself, Philip? Yeah, like I've, uh, I I haven't used brand mentions. I would have used Google alerts, you know, maybe yeah, some yeah, kind yeah. of keywords and yeah. it can send you a weekly or daily alert is, mm-hmm. uh, um, I suppose, is there any particular tools, Wayne, that, that you have found have been quite good from your... Yeah, well, I mean, some of these come with varying costs. Um, you know, yeah. um, there are some paid ones like brand mention um, as well. And mm-hmm. two that are really good, and uh, you've already mentioned one of them, Philip, um, is uh, Google Alerts. Um, but also you have Talkwalker Alerts, which is mm-hmm. probably, in my opinion, um, a little bit better than Google Alerts. Um, there's a little bit more functionality in the free version. So mm-hmm. I would encourage businesses to take a look at that and, and set up some, some alerts. Mm-hmm. Um, relating to their name. And again, you know, utilize things like, you know, Twitter hashtags, you know, one thing that I like to do, if you're a a retail business in particular, or you're a, you know, a service related businesses have two separate Twitter accounts, have a main Twitter account for your everyday PR and marketing material that you push through it and your engagement Mm -hmm. and have a separate account for support. 
Yeah. Um, and say mm-hmm. that clearly on your main Twitter account. Look, um, support requests are handled via, you know, our, our support um, Twitter account and go here. Mm-hmm. And you can keep all of those sort of support related things over on one Twitter account. Uh, it can become very murky when you're trying to do everything through the one channel. Yeah. Um, and it's always a good idea to try and separate them out as well. And that's something that, you know, mm-hmm. is relatively straightforward and easy to do and have a support email address up there or indeed a help desk. And there yeah. are lots of free tools out there that can allow you to set these things up. Isn't there a, a very famous airline that has that? Well, they will probably have them all, but there's one in particular that handles quite a lot of communications regarding their uh, service. Um, begins with the letter R, but I'm not going to say anything more. And uh, you can go in and, and you will see quite a few comments on their yeah. help yeah. desk, you know. So um, it is a good, it's a good idea. So that, Yeah, and, and it, that is a very good, good idea. And I think a lot of businesses tend to think doing something like that is only for the big businesses. But I suppose, you know, from the digital marketing perspective, um, as you've been mentioning all along, you know, isn't isn't those sort of those customer service tweets, etc., that you could get on that separate channel, brilliant for say maybe content marketing for your business, you know, mm. where God, there seems to be this type of kind of issue or problem. Maybe we should create some content that yeah. addresses that, you know, and yeah. so it's almost like free way to kind of have content to leverage your expertise potentially you know um so yeah that's a i think that's a great tip for for any business to to consider you know um like i suppose another area of your expertise uh wayne you know um has been the whole area of say cyber security you know and protecting your business and your brand you know we're in 2021 you know, the ability for business to get hacked and websites to be compromised and social media channels to be compromised. We've mentioned obviously last pass, uh, password manager. Is there other tips that you could recommend a business should be putting in place to keep their, their online presence, their website kind of secure, et cetera? Yeah, there's there's so many things that businesses can do when it comes to protecting their their online assets. Mm. I suppose their website being the, one of the most uh, important ones of all. And we're seeing a, a huge um, increase um, over the past 12 to 18 months on, on websites getting breached. Mm. Um, you know, a lot of websites are, are built on CMS platforms. WordPress is a good example yeah. um, where you have outdated plugins mm. or plugins with security flaws. Uh, and really when, when, when that mm. plugin gets infected with, with malware or that website gets infected with malware, then that can cause some major problems for the website. Um, and, you know, it can make it a lot of the cases unusable, um, unresponsive. Mm. Um, it can, there's so many things that, that, and again, this is all preventive and that's important for people to remember. Then that's why I always say to people, whenever you build a website, it's like a car. You wouldn't drive your car for five years and not get it serviced. But people seem mm. to have this, or businesses at least seem to have this sort of idea that, oh, sure, just, just stick it up there on the internet and it'll be fine. The mm. reality of it is software is vulnerable. There yeah. are, you know, patches, there are security updates that need rolled out all the time. And if you're not keeping on top of this, then eventually you're going to roll into an issue. We've seen rises on data breaches on e-commerce websites. Um, there's been a number in the past 12 to 18 months, really large, well-known global brands who have had data breaches where customer data has been compromised. Some yeah. of this has been connected to lazy uh, back-end um, security 
protocols mm-hmm. where you know customer data hasn't been secure on the database, passwords haven't been salted, um, there's no encryption in play, things like that. And if you're creating any sort of e-commerce website, you really need, and for the most part, in, in my professional experience on this, your, your web designer, your typical web designer won't care about security. Um, they, they, they just want to make sure the website looks nice. Um, mm. And they're not even thinking about application security or what they're deploying that on. And, and really, that's a critical question. It's like mm. your home. Like we have alarm systems in our home. We have a good yeah. lock on our front door. We have CCTV and, you know, we take steps to protect our home. Mm-hmm. We should be taking steps to protect our web assets mm. um, and making sure that they're secure as they can possibly be. Because the reality of it is at some point, your website is going to be compromised. Um, if it's on a shared server, the chance of that increases dramatically because you just need one website to get infected. And then suddenly then hundreds of websites that are on a shared server. So businesses can do a lot to make sure that their security is more robust and up to date. So that's the big thing that I think people need to be careful of. Outside mm. of that, making sure you have your two-factor authentication on your hosting, make Mm. sure that only people who you need to access your website get access to it. Um, Things like that will go a long way to to keeping your your online assets secure. Yeah. It's a a very good point because even, for example, say Facebook, you know, where you can have, like, I would be, I would manage people's Facebook pages and and I would have had to have gone through a, a process very stringent with some of my clients. And even then I only get maybe editor access. So once mm-hmm. again, just don't be willy nilly giving people admin access because if, if a relationship goes sour, that person will very say, well, you lose access, you know, to your, your Facebook page, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing as well. And I always say to uh, clients is like, be careful of when you get emails, you know, that mm-hmm. way. Yeah. And some of these links that you get that are not mm-hmm. exactly what they say they are. Yeah. Um, you know, um, having a, a being aware of that, um, I think is uh, another critical part of your, you know, cybersecurity. Would I be right, Wayne? Yeah. So be aware of three key things. Um, phishing, uh, where you receive emails from people uh, or businesses or brands that you may or may not in the past have done business with, and they want you to update your security credentials or update your password. Uh, again, any links within that email that looks suspicious, you always want to be careful. If you're ever in doubt, never click on the email. And if you get an email from a well-known e-commerce platform or online payment gateway, or even your bank, that you come out of that and then you phone that company or you email the trust and safety department and you Mm -hmm. do a little bit more investigation. So that's always a simple thing to do. So be vigilant is really important on any emails coming in. Always be careful on the links um, within the emails clicking on them. So that's phishing. Then you have smishing, which is a text message, which is another uh, very effective way for cyber criminals to target people. Um, Just in the past 24 hours, I've got a a message from a well-known, claiming to be from a well-known brand, um, asking me to update my payment details. Uh, And it's from a mobile phone operator. And the reality of it is I actually am not a customer of theirs. I use another mobile phone operator. So again, vigilant, being vigilant is Mm. is really uh, important. So that's smishing. And then you have vishing, which is voice. Uh, That's where somebody phones you up claiming to be uh, a representative from the organization and maybe asking you for some sensitive login details, PIN numbers, Mm. passwords, or maybe even trying to get you to move money to uh, a secure account. No bank in this day and age is going to ever ask you for no. your PIN number no. or to move money to a safe or secure account. That's all right if you have money. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I have no money. 
they never fool me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, when people actually get through, oh, sorry, wrong number. <laughs> they, know I, they know I have no money, you know. So, <laughs> so uh, um, listen, Wayne, we're drawing to a close. Uh, I can't believe that our, our chat has literally it flew through. It's been absolutely um, yeah, fanta- fantastic talking to you. Like so many insights, so many actionable takeaways for businesses to really uh, I think one big thing that has stuck with me, which I think uh, a lot of business will uh, will make them think now, is um, on negative reviews, thanking someone up yeah. front. Because yeah. I think a lot of people will NCC a negative review. How dare they? And get straight on. There is nothing mm. wrong with our, you know. So I think that would that that's a really a, a very a, a really good tip for uh, for people. But there's been so much. I think uh, when we get this show up onto. The, onto the podcast uh, next week. I think uh, I'll be definitely taking more notes. But before we close, Wayne, have you any exciting plans for this year in 2021 or any kind of things that you're doing or what you're working on? Yeah, um, we all know that uh, 2020 was a difficult year for, for many of yeah. us um, yeah. right across the country. Um, I'm sure we're all glad to see the back of it. But uh, mm. as we emerge now into into spring, you know, um, I think the future looks bright. Um, you know, I've been lucky in the respect that, you know, we've been working on a new software platform called Cobabble, which is a, a learning and development platform for businesses to enable them to, to make their content available. But it does, it does much more than that. But again, always trying to innovate within your business. I think provide good levels of customer service. You know, Mm. um, that's Mm. something that I'm really passionate about and building relationships with people as well. You know, you don't always need to be looking for new customers. Mm -hmm. If you keep the customers that you have currently happy, then Mm. you're probably in a good path to being successful. And, uh, you know, look for ways to to get the word out on your business or your brand and, and collaboratively try to find ways to work with more people. And that's my big goal for 2021 is to collaborate more with people right across the world and see where we can build an ecosystem where uh which can benefit us all does that mean you're going to come back when <laughs> well, <that's> <laughs> collaborate on another show featuring one of my jokes <laughs> well <laughs> i will absolutely be back for one of Philip's trips. Oh, I tell you what, I might take that day off and I'll, I'll leave you with him on your own. Now that's a scary thought. I could, you know? I could sit in for you, Emer. <laughs> Definitely, that's a date, that's a date. I get a day off, Woo-hoo. Thank you, know? you Emer, for your review. <laughs> <laughs> I'm off to get my suntan lotion. Yeah. Um, so listen, Wayne, I am so delighted you you came on because, you know, I um, I just think you do great things. I mean, oh, I'm um, a parent of three little angels. Well, they think they are. And yeah. I always think what you put out, especially for parents, which is maybe something we could talk about because there's a lot of business owners yeah. out there that are parents. So maybe you'd come Certainly. back and talk about that. The, oh, the scary world of what's happening out there for kids and, you know, kids are getting older and older and I don't sometimes think they're getting wiser, you know, and maybe mm. uh, yeah. it might be an, a topic to sort of approach, maybe. I'd love to. Yeah, yeah no, I, I totally agree. I think we, we will definitely book that one in. Um, before we close, Wayne, where would you like people to go to find out more about you and Chabitja? Well, if people want to find more information and particularly parents who listen to the show, if you want to know any more about online safety, mm-hmm. um, practical ways to keep your children and young people safer online, what yeah. apps to be on the lookout for, um, 
we do have all of my online safety videos, which I release one a week, um, now available through the Cobabble platform. So if you pop across onto my Twitter, um, you'll see a link there somewhere, which will take you through to the page on the website where you can find out a little bit more about how you can get access to the app on your phone and get access to all of my online safety information. But Failing that, just pop by wayndenner.com, which is the website, and drop me in an email, and I'll do my very best to, to help you. Brilliant. That's great. Super. So, again, thank you very much, Wayne. I really am delighted you came on. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much, Wayne. And all I have to say now is if you enjoyed today's show, you can catch it again and the other shows on the Let's Get Social Show podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, and, of course, on the Dublin South FM website. So do please download and subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And all that is left to say is I've been Philip Twyfe with The Curly Marketer. And I've been Emer Duffy of Fit Social Media. And we'll see you again soon for more Let's Get Social. See you then. Bye.